Welcome to this edition of The Shalene Show. Today on Monday, we're going to start a new series. I don't know how long we're going to do this, but for the next couple of weeks anyways, I want Mondays to be focused exclusively on mindset because what can change your life more radically than changing your mindset? And there's lots of different ways to do it. Who knows what technique is going to work best for you? And maybe it's a combination of them, but I want to bring to you the best experts and the best techniques. And I want you to try all of these things. And maybe you're going to do a combination of them, or maybe you're going to fall in love with our guest today. I am bringing you Gala Darling. You can send me a thank you card later because you're going to want to follow her on Instagram. And she is such a treat. So I'm going to read her official bio in just a second. But before I do that, can I just like tell you how I would describe Gala? My friend Warren put it best. He said, she is like eye candy for the neurodivergent. She describes herself as looking like a cartoon character. She's got fuchsia hair, fuchsia lips, and only wears pink and purple. Her whole life is pink and purple and it's furry hats and big sunglasses and just this kitschy, glamorous, feminine, over-the-top style that makes you envious of her confidence. It's like Barbie Dreamhouse came to life in the form of someone who can help you transform your mindset. She is a tapping expert. And if you've never done tapping, well, you are in for a treat. I'd never done tapping, but one of my girlfriends, Jen Delvo, swears by it. Like it has completely changed her life since getting her cancer diagnosis. So I'm like, all right, I know who I want to talk to about this. I want to talk to the queen of tapping, the queen of pink, Gala Darling. Now, she isn't just a unique looking character. She has helped tens of thousands of people transform their lives with tapping. And if you don't know what tapping is, you're going to learn all about it today. A little bit of background about Gala before we bring her onto the show. In 2006, she had her own, I guess you could say rock bottom moment where she was struggling with anorexia and clinical depression And she had a boyfriend at the time who kind of gave her an ultimatum, like, you need to fix yourself or I'm out of here. And he introduced her to this concept of tapping. She's now been tapping for 17 years and has helped tens of thousands of other women do the same. She says she is an advocate for weirdos. I love that. She knows her brand. She knows who she is. And she believes in the transformative power of makeup and dressing up and just embracing your femininity. She's the author of several, three best-selling books, most notably Radical Self-Love, which has been praised by Oprah, Vogue, New York Times, Girl Boss, and more. This is a two-parter. Today, you're going to learn everything you need to know about tapping. You know, I, I went into this from the perspective of knowing nothing and being very intrigued and wanting to try it. Like, what's the harm? You can do it for yourself. It's free. Why wouldn't I try it? So I asked Gala to do a tapping session and if we could record it so that you could do it with us live and she agreed. So that will release on Wednesday. It'll be a short episode. Listen, be open-minded. I want you to try it. It's super easy. You can do it in your car. You can do it from your home. You can do it sitting in the closet. You can do it anywhere. It'll be very easy. We already recorded it, and it's going to be universally helpful. So don't forget to come back on Wednesday. We're going to do that tapping together. Oh, and one more thing before we get to the interview. I want Gala to be Gala. 
while we normally bleep out any adult language on the show, today I've decided to keep it in because it's, it's just so authentic to her. I love it. You know, your girl loves a good F-bomb. I usually keep them off the show because I know many of you listen with your kids in the car, et cetera, and I'm respecting that. But today is the exception. So if you're opposed to hearing the occasional F-bomb, then yeah, skip this one. But all right, without further ado, Gala Darling. Gala, I'm so excited to do this. And I really tried hard not to do any research on tapping. But so thank you for doing this. It's my pleasure. I'm so excited. And this is just such a cool technique. And I'm really obsessed with getting new people to learn about it. So it's really fun to just chat about it with you. Well, it's perfect for my community because they are seriously obsessed with being better versions of themselves. You know, you just don't know what modality is going to work. For some people, it's therapy and for others, it's meditation. And for some, it's doing ayahuasca or whatever it is. Like, I think it's important for us to like keep exploring modalities until we're and maybe trying them all and and maybe using a little bit of each one of them or finding one that we're like, this one has totally changed my life. Yeah. So can you describe what is tapping? Totally. So tapping is a modality where we use our hands to press on meridian points in our body. So places where the energy flows strongly, like in Chinese medicine or acupuncture, we generally refer to it as acupuncture without needles. So you're tapping methodically on these points. And as you're tapping on these points, you're speaking out loud about what your limiting belief is. And as you're doing that, you're saying, I deeply and completely love and accept and forgive myself, even though I have this problem. And that's really the magic phrase in tapping. There's almost a mantra that goes with it. And is that mantra or whatever it is you're repeating, is that something you're saying out loud or can you say it to yourself? You can say it to yourself, but it's more effective if you say it out loud. Mm -hmm. It feels more real and it's more of a somatic embodied process when you say it out loud. But Mm -hmm. the thing that's really cool about tapping is that when you accept something, you can change it. But if you don't accept it and if you're in denial about it and you're pretending it's not that bad and it's not really a problem, you can't change anything. When you say tapping for those who are just listening to the audio, and I want you to check out the clip that I'm going to put up on Instagram too, you guys. But when you describe the tapping and you're using your fingers, is it one finger? Is it two fingers? Is it both hands? Can I do it with these super long nails? Totally. <laughs> so, she held up her long um, nails. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you generally will use like two fingers of each hand. Some of the points are small points. So you only will use one hand. Like if there's a point that's between your lower lip and your chin where that line is. So for that, you really just use one finger because it's not a big point. Yeah. But some of them, like the top of the head, you'll use both hands like this and you'd use all your- right now you're tapping the both the top of your head and it looks like you're using like all of your fingers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it's not a hard tap. It's kind of like I, the way I would describe it is, and everyone does this when you're like, think, 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 think. And you like kind of tap on a temple, like think, 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 think. It's almost like that, right? So it's not really hard. It's not too soft. And is there any specific technique for the rhythm? No, I just like to tap rhythmically. Some people will tap really quickly. Some people will tap slowly. It really doesn't matter how quick or slow it is. And how long do you tap in each location? So I'll tap on one point for one sentence that I say. And how many many times? So the whole time you're saying you only say the sentence once? 
Yeah. So my first sentence might be, I really want to feel confident. So I would say, this is for those of you listening, this is me tapping on the top of my head while I say it. I'd say, I really want to feel confident. So that would be the first point. And then you move down through the points. And it sounds complicated, but once you see it one time, you'll start to get it because it makes sense. You move from the top of your head to your wrists, and then you start at the top again. It's pretty simple. And is there a specific order in which you're supposed to tap the points? Like, yes. you know, okay. And I assume it's like you work your way from the top down. Yes. And do you go back up? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. And how long is a typical tapping session? Shortest to longest? It really depends on what you're working on. You could do one that's 30 seconds. If you're about to walk into a room and you need confidence and you need to feel empowered, you could do 30 seconds, do two rounds and you'd be good to go. But you might also want to do five minutes, 10 minutes. You could do like a 30 minute session if you're really working through some shit and you're sitting on the floor with your box of tissues. So it depends on what you're getting into. So you said that this was developed by a gentleman by the name of Gary Craig. Was he a psychologist or neurologist? How how did he discover this? He basically took two other teachers in what they were learning, which was really a combination of acupressure and positive psychology. And he turned it into what we now call EFT tapping. And the EFT stands for emotional freedom technique. So is tapping considered when you hear people talk about EFT, is it kind of the same thing? Yeah, it's the same Okay. Thing. And yeah. to to be a tapping professional or the, the tapping queen, as you are, is that something that you have to have a, a degree in? Is it something that is certified or regulated? It's not regulated. So Gary Craig was very big about kind of making it open source and not owning it. He just really wanted to get the word out to people. So anyone can take a little course and call themselves a practitioner. I have my own certification where I teach people to do it the way that I do it. And the way that I do it is, I think, different than what I've seen. So my method is there's a lot of humor in it. There's a lot of imagination, metaphors, and I use a lot of intuition. I feel like I'm very tuned into who I'm working with. And so I can pick up a lot from just looking at their face or their body language. And, you know, there will be people who will do a session with you where they might read off a script, but I really like to work with what I can feel from you. And it totally changes the tone of a session. Okay, you know I would not be interrupting this episode unless I had something hugely important to tell you, a discovery. So every time we pack to go anywhere, there's this ongoing battle between Brett and myself over the weight of my bag. I am an overpacker. I like to have options. I like to bring a heavy suitcase. So I like to push it right to the edge, like exactly 50 pounds. But until recently, I was just guessing. It felt like 50 pounds, but I really wouldn't know until we got to the airport. Well, as you know, we're going to be traveling for the next eight months, so we need a new luggage. I did a little research. Get this. I found a luggage company that makes luggage with a built-in weight indicator. I'm like, this has to have been designed by a woman. And it was. It was designed by actress Shay Mitchell. I don't know if you know who that is, but I love the idea that she's created this luggage line that's super affordable And are you ready for my favorite word, fashionable? And it's got a built-in weight indicator in it. The bags are washable and they have tons of interior pockets so you can like keep everything organized. 
They come in a bunch of different colors. They always have those 360 gliding wheels. Thank you. And a handle that is actually comfortable. And she's designed this luggage so that it doesn't look beat up after you've taken it on a million different trips. So whether you're packing for eight months or you just want to take a quick trip this weekend and you want to know for sure if your bag is going to fit in the overhead, you have to check out BASE and it's spelled B-E-I-S. And now listeners of The Shalene Show get 15% off your first purchase by going to BASE, B-E-I-S, travel.com. Okay, don't forget that. BASE travel.com forward slash Shalene. That gets you 15% off your first purchase. Basetravel.com forward slash Shalene. Oh, did I mention they have 30,000 five-star reviews? Not bad. It seems to me that it's obviously different from meditation, but similar to meditation in that it's something anyone can practice. Mm -hmm. It's something that the effectiveness, I would assume, is very much determined by your openness yeah. and belief in it. Good friend of the show, Dr. Michaela Sarno is an EMDR practitioner. And there's a part of this that seems, and we're going to get into like, you know, the subconscious mind here in, in a moment, but, you know, she's said on many occasions that for even different types of therapy, if, whoever's sitting in your chair, if, if they don't believe it's going to work, if they're not willing to like let their guard down and actually see if something might work that means they they just don't want change and so nothing's going to work it's so true and often when i'm working with someone or especially you know years ago when i used to work with people a lot more i would do a first session on like i'm open to change i'm available for change i'm willing to change and doing a session on that really primes people to be ready to make that shift and The thing that I really love about tapping is even if you're cynical, even if you're like, this is bullshit, I don't believe Uh this, the emotional shift that you feel while you're doing it is really radical. And to me, that teaches more than any like scientific theory I could quote or anything like that. Like if you feel it in your body, you're going to know that it's real. So if you started doing this in 2006, you've been doing this for 17 years. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, this is not a new thing. And, you know, I don't even remember how it was I started following you, but you're just a delight for my eyes and my brain. Like, when I look at your content, I'm like, I could stay in it for so long because there's so much that just pulls me in. You really know your avatar. Love that. And you really know who you are. But at what point did tapping become your mission, your purpose, and your business? Well, so when I discovered tapping in 2006, that must have been, I don't know, June of 2006. And by December, I had moved to Australia and I had decided to start my own business. Is that where you're from? I'm from New Zealand originally, and I moved to Australia. I lived in Melbourne for about hmm, a year and a half, I think. Okay. And before I started tapping, I was working in like call centers. I was doing the worst job. I would like cold call businesses out of the yellow pages to try and sell them advertising, like the worst fucking job. Yellow pages. The worst. Do you know the people listening right now that are like, what are yellow pages? Like my kids don't know what yellow pages are. It's crazy. Adorable. The worst jobs ever. Oh, the worst jobs ever. And so after a few months of tapping, I started to realize 
I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like I have the power to do anything. And if I put my enthusiasm and my passion into it, like it's just, it's going to work and it's going to be fine. All this confidence just bubbled up and I really didn't know where it had come from, but all of a sudden I had it. And I started a blog in 2006 and I was like, this is going to be my business. That was, I started writing a blog about fashion and styling because I wanted people to start wearing clothes that made them feel good about themselves and help them express how they were feeling. And so I would write a little bit about tapping, but Mm -hmm. I honestly felt a little bit embarrassed about tapping. I didn't feel Mm -hmm. like it was very cool and I didn't understand how to position it in a way that felt cool. And so I started writing about fashion and after a while of writing about fashion and women email you and say, I can't find jeans that fit. Like, what do I do? I feel terrible when I go and try them on. I realized that it just wasn't about the jeans. It was about confidence and it was about feeling good in your body. And it was about being like, I'm a hot bitch, whether I'm wearing a paper bag or Dior. And I hear from so many women, they'll say things like, I wish I had the confidence to wear that, or I wish I had the confidence to change my hairstyle, whatever it is. And so it's interesting how that was almost like an on-ramp, like talking about fashion and understanding that there's a deeper problem there that you could help people with. A million percent. And so I would write about this concept of radical self-love, which was the topic of my first book and, you know, loving yourself more and what does it take and blah, blah, blah. And eventually I was just like, look, there's all these techniques, these meditations and journaling and all this shit, but nothing is as effective as tapping. And I really need to tell people about this. Like I've beat around the bush for so long and I've tried so many other things, but I'm really doing people a disservice if I don't really make tapping easy and accessible and available to people. And so- so, what did that look like at first? What did that look like at first? I started to do courses and classes where I would teach people how to do it. And then in about, it must've been 2017, which is like 11 years later, I started doing a weekly thing called High Vibe Honey where I would tap with people. And over time, that's really just turned into like such a huge cornerstone of my business. And one of my personal heroes and idols is RuPaul. Fucking love, 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 absolutely love, love him. And he is always talking about listening to stage directions from the universe. And what I realized was when I was tapping and helping people with that, that's what I got the most response to. And if you're not really following those nudges from the universe, you're doing yourself and the world a huge disservice. And I think it's really important, no matter what you do, whether you have a business or you have a job or whatever, that you're really paying attention to what is the stuff that makes people sit up and pay attention and what do they thank you for? And if Mm. you do more of that, you cannot go wrong. Wow, that's good. Why do we have such a hard time hearing that from the universe? I don't know. I think that sometimes there's a thing like for me, my thing about tapping was tapping's not cool and I want to be cool. So those don't go together. And what I realized after years of working on myself was I can make anything cool. And so, (laughs) but I think that we have beliefs about how things should look, you know, like I should be married with two children or I should have my own business or I should, I don't know, whatever. But that's not necessarily true. It's like we have these boxes we put ourselves in and they are so, so limiting and there's so much more that we can be, but you have to 
be paying attention to life. So if we can go back to the beginning, how did you and why did you get interested in tapping? I was always interested in self-development. And I remember one of my first jobs, I worked in a bookshop and I would like hide behind the bookshelves and read Tony Robbins books and like Louise Hay when I was supposed to be working. So I was always really interested in the idea that we could be limitless and that we had so much potential. But I really struggled with... I would say like clinical depression. I had an eating disorder. I was very self-loathing and I really found it so hard to pull myself out of those patterns of thought and those like mental tricks I was playing on myself. And when I was 23, I was living with a boyfriend who was really obsessed with self-help. He found this video about tapping on what must have been an archaic version of YouTube because this was 2006. And yeah, yeah, like that's old school. Early early three videos on YouTube at that time. And he was like, you are miserable and this is really hard for me to live with and I need you to give this a shot. And so I've seen that you call yeah. yourself a, a professional optimist, which I love. But from what you've described, you weren't a positive person or you were struggling with depression. You were just struggling with negative thoughts about yourself and crippled by an eating disorder. When did the optimism come in after the tapping? The optimism came in after the tapping and literally the difference was like when Dorothy steps out of the house, it's black and white in the Wizard of Oz and everything explodes in color. Truly, that's what life felt like. And once I started to remove some of those beliefs I had, and these beliefs were things like the world is a shitty place. You're never going to make money being creative. People are horrible and they want to hurt you. I was just a very cynical person, very negative and like way too bitter for a 23-year-old. It's like I had 70 years worth of bitterness in a 23-year-old mm. vessel. So the way that tapping was introduced to me was that it was a system that had been used on veterans with PTSD to remove their PTSD symptoms in like two sessions or something. And I was like, okay, that sounds amazing. And the guy that created it called Gary Craig was really big on saying, you can use it for everything. Try it on everything. And Mm. I was very cynical. And I thought, okay, if I'm going to try this technique, I want to try it on something that I couldn't just be imagining that it had worked. I really want to like test this to the best of my ability. So when I was about 10 years old, I started getting asthma attacks. I'd have to use my inhaler every day. And I thought, okay, I'm going to use tapping on my asthma symptoms and let me see if anything happens. So I learned how to do it from this video and I sat in my apartment one night and did this session on myself about my asthma symptoms. And the next morning when I went to walk up a hill to catch a bus to work, I didn't have to use my inhaler and I would usually have to use it every single morning. Okay. And I thought, that's crazy and really interesting. And it kind of got the gears turning in my head where I thought, If I can change this thing about me that I thought was like absolutely intrinsic, like part of my DNA, something that was unavoidable, like what other delusions am I laboring under? And so I really started to use it on everything. From what you've described, your boyfriend was like, it was the eating disorder and the depression that he'd had enough of or or was worried about you or kind of gave you like, you need to do something. So when did you say or feel comfortable enough to 
challenge your thinking around your eating disorder, body issues, those sorts of things? It was shortly thereafter. I would say it was in the first couple of months after I discovered it. One of the things that occurred to me after I released my eating disorder with tapping, which we can talk Mm. about, is that I was kind of using the eating disorder to supplement beliefs I had about myself and about creativity. And one of those beliefs was happy people aren't creative. Mm. Yeah, I really had this deep belief that if I was happy, I couldn't be a good writer and I wouldn't make good art. I felt like I had to be miserable to create good art. I feel like that's very true for songwriters, but you know, I think that's probably a belief a lot of people have. I mean, we all know we love a good Adele album after a good breakup, you know? Right. But so so you believed like if I let go of this, am I gonna lose my edge? So that had to be yeah. kind of scary. Completely. It really was. But I was just I was at a point where I was really unhappy and also my boyfriend was giving me an ultimatum and at the time, I valued my relationship with him more than I valued myself and how I felt about me. Even though that's a sad situation, I was able to use that as leverage to make a shift. Now that I understand what it looks like, what the practice entails, how long it takes, kind of how to do it, which we haven't gone through an exercise yet, but now walk me through the journey of healing yourself from both depression and an eating disorder and anything else that was holding you back. Yeah. So the eating disorder one was a big one and I was really scared to do it understandably because as I told you, you know, I really felt like if I let go of this, I might not be creative. Am I going to lose who I am? All those things. I had so much shit going on in my head and I don't know where I got this idea from, but I got the idea that I was going to take MDMA, like ecstasy, Mm-hmm. And I was going to use that to open my brain and then I was going to tap on my eating disorder. Okay. So you took a hallucinogenic because it was just that scary to let go. Because I've, you know, I've talked to a lot of friends who've had eating disorders and they describe it as this beast that like has a hold on you and you do not want to let it go. It's like scary to let it go, even though you know it's killing you or it's not good for you or you're a prisoner to it, but you're so, it becomes like this alter ego that you're afraid to let go of. So it's interesting that you- Yeah, it feels like a gremlin that lives inside of you that controls everything that you do. And no matter what you want to do with your life, it's always like pulling you back to this place of deep misery and self-loathing. And I go into the bathroom to do this tapping session. With the intention of I'm going to work on my body image or my anorexia. Yes, Yes, absolutely. And I went into the bathroom and I felt really moved to take off all my clothes and stand in front of the mirror and look myself in the eye while I'm tapping. It's one of the most intense and vulnerable things I've ever done in my life. I think for a lot of us, just being naked in front of a mirror, looking ourselves in the eye is a lot, but Mm. to then at the same time be vocalizing how I felt about my body and how I was afraid I would never get rid of this eating disorder and all the fears I had, all the loathing I had about my body, it was a lot. Mm. I would say I tapped for maybe 30 minutes, 
45 minutes. I took some water in there because it's good to be hydrated. And I did this tapping and I remember bawling a lot and being very upset and tapping at times and feeling like the words weren't going to come out, but I just kept going. And I felt something shift in my body and I felt this feeling of calm descend over me and I felt like, okay, something has moved. I don't know if I've like gotten rid of this necessarily, but I do feel better. So that's cool. Let me like take a break. I went out into the living room to tell my boyfriend what had happened and I was explaining it to him and he was being supportive and lovely. And all of a sudden I felt really nauseated and I ran into the bathroom and I was violently ill. And I honestly believe my body was getting rid of the last of the fear and the emotion and the sadness and the rage that lived in my body. Cause I really believe that our emotions, when we don't express them, they live inside of us and mm. they create blockages and problems and stuckness. So anyway, I was really sick. Then when I was done being sick, I went back out into the living room. I was exhausted. We went to sleep. And the next morning, my boyfriend was cooking breakfast and he was like, do you want baked beans? This is a very New Zealand thing. Do you want some baked beans on toast? And I was like, yeah, I do. And from that point on, I never was that had a problem. Unusual? Totally unusual. And that literally that one session healed my eating disorder. I never had a problem or fear around what I was eating ever again. About six months ago, after doing blood work, I found out that I was deficient in magnesium. My integrative doctor suggested that I increase my magnesium to help with my bone density because I was showing signs of osteopenia and osteoporosis runs in my family. And I'm like, okay, so then do I need a calcium supplement? They're like, no, you need a magnesium supplement and you need a super high quality one because there's seven different forms of magnesium that your body really needs to function at its highest. And a lot of the magnesium supplements that are on the market are just one strain. I'm like, I don't want to take seven additional supplements. So I found a company that makes a product called Magnesium Breakthrough that actually includes all seven forms of the magnesium. And I started taking it initially just for my bone density. But when I looked at my sleep score after I started taking Magnesium Breakthrough, I was like, well, this is the only thing I'm doing different. And my REM sleep just continues to get better and better. So why waste money on a magnesium supplement that only gives you one or two strains or isn't high quality. So if you want better sleep, better energy, help regulate your blood pressure, bone density, less irritability, and less muscle cramping, you definitely want to look at doing a high quality magnesium like magnesium breakthrough. They've created an exclusive offer for Shaleen Show listeners, but can I give you a piece of advice? And I hope they're okay with this. I'm just going to say it. They offer a 365 day money back guarantee. So here's what I would do. Because if you get a 90-day supply, you save 25%, which is huge. Plus, they have the special right now that if you use code Shaleen, they're going to give you that discount of 25% off. Plus, they send you a pair of blue light blocking glasses. And blocking blue light is also going to help your sleep. Listen, if you just want to get a bottle, you save 10% off with that code. But I'm just saying, why not save 25% off? Do a three-month supply. And if you don't love it, then take advantage of their money-back guarantee. But hello... I'm saying do the three-month supply and save yourself some money and get yourself a pair of glasses. And all of this, you'll need to use code Shaleen when you go to meg, M-A-G, breakthrough.com forward slash Shaleen. Meg, 
breakthrough.com forward slash lean to get your special gift. Were you repeating a singular mantra or were you repeating a variety of things that you wanted to overcome? It was really a stream of consciousness. I was just saying what I felt. Okay. And I think that's one of the coolest things about tapping. Like, obviously, you can do a session with someone like me and you can follow what I'm saying. But when you create a session for yourself, it's so powerful because you're hitting the stuff that really matters to you. You might be recalling the time that your father said this thing about your thighs or the time that, you know, you felt rejected because of X, Y, Z. And that is going to make it so much more real and useful. So I was just saying what I felt and what I was afraid to say out loud. And I think, especially with something like an eating disorder, there is so much shame and there's so mm. much that you don't say and you don't want to admit. But yeah. when you say it, you free yourself. Wow. Do you have stories, I assume, because you've probably helped tens of thousands of people to overcome. I assume the majority of your community is female just based on your avatar. But I assume that you've helped thousands and thousands of people. Of course, we're not making any claims here that tapping is going to cure anything, but have you heard personal anecdotes of people who've able to overcome with tapping? Unbelievable things. You know, women who use tapping to gain the confidence to leave their abusive relationship and get their kids out of a dangerous home. Women who use it to help them kick drugs for good. Lots of women who use it for eating disorders, whether it's anorexia, bulimia, binge eating. And one of my favorite stories is working with someone over the phone. I didn't even see her face who lived in Germany and who had asthma like I did. And I was like, yeah, like, let's just work on it. So we did a session. It was fine. I don't know. And we, we hung up the phone. And a few months later, she messaged me on Instagram and said she's running marathons and she has not had an episode of asthma since we tapped together. Like that is so amazing. And just the thing I love about tapping is as long as you have even just one hand, you can do it and it's free. Like you can learn to do it from yeah. someone like me on YouTube and then you can literally use this tool for the rest of your life. I believe that so much of our thoughts and our beliefs are in our subconscious mind. So how does tapping help to access that? It's a really interesting thing and they're still studying it because it was only created in about 92. So it's still early days with it. But Basically, when you're tapping these points, it is bringing your stress release in the amygdala down massively. And so when you're out of that fight or flight zone, you're able to navigate things very differently. But my belief is that essentially the things that we don't admit or express, they get stuck in our body. I really believe that the emotions get lodged within our body. And when you're tapping these points, you're releasing that blockage. You're releasing the stagnation. And when you're tapping and you're speaking out loud, once you have accepted, loved, and forgiven something that you previously thought was so horrendous about yourself, you're able to really get into the subconscious with this rhythmic movement and rewire what you truly believe about yourself. Like one of the most fun beliefs that I rewired was when I moved from New York to Los Angeles in 2018 and I moved to LA and I remember calling my friend and being like, there's too much time here. Like, I don't know what to do with all this time. Like, should I just like start like five more businesses? Like, I don't know what to do with myself. 
And instead of busying myself, I decided that my new belief was the more fun I have, the more money I make. And Mm -hmm. I tapped that in and it became my new reality. And every time I have fun and then get some money, I'm like, oh yeah. And it just reinforces the belief. And that's the thing that's so cool about this is you can literally choose what you want to be true for you. That's amazing. When you start tapping on something, you really are sitting down with the intention of like, I'm going to face this thing. I'm going to look it in the eye rather than being like, no, I'm not going to think about it right now. You're like, I am going to think about it, but I'm going to get rid of it. I really see tapping as being like a negative thought or a fear or a belief is kind of like an emotional thorn in your body. And you can pretend it's not there all you want, but it's still digging into your hand and it still Mm. hurts. And you can live a good life around it, but it's always there and it's limiting you in some way. What I feel is happening with tapping is you're literally extracting that emotional thorn from your psyche and your subconscious so that you can heal and you can create something new. Do you find that many people have like an emotional release, like there's crying or an emotion associated with it? There's often a physical release associated with it. So it's really normal for your eyes to tear up or to start sneezing or coughing. Sometimes your throat will get really dry. Yawning is a really big one. It just shows that the energy is shifting in your body. Like I've tried so many different healing modalities, meditation, breath work, yoga, like all the shit. I know that tapping looks and sounds very unusual, but my whole philosophy is I don't fucking care how weird it looks or sounds. If it works, I'll I'll eat bugs. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. How is your technique different from maybe someone else who does tapping? I would say it's more glamorous. It's kind of like, I don't know if like Elton John was taking you through a tapping session. I like to make it really fun. It's joyful. And I pride myself in being able to make people laugh and cry. It's a real, we go through a real emotional roller coaster together. And And this is something you said you've been doing since like 2016 with this large group online. Mm -hmm. Is it something you still do online? Yeah, we do it every Sunday at 10 o'clock Pacific. A lot of people call it Tap Church, which is real cute. It is a membership. I think there's like a free month that you can join for if you just put in the code free month. Okay, so where do we go? Bit.ly slash high vibe honey. But I also have tons of tapping sessions on YouTube that are free and fun and you get a taste. Oh, no, of I want to do it live. We're doing it live. So what day of the week do you do that? Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Every Sunday? Every Sunday. So you can do performance tapping almost like so for something you're going to do in the future. Like I've, I'm, I have a fear of flying. Would that be something I could try to overcome? Yes. My best friend had a terrible fear of flying and she's in Hawaii right now and she's like slept the whole way. Wow. And do you have people who have used it to overcome addiction? Yes. Lots of people. The last session that we did was about doing the thing that you really want to do and not waiting for anyone else's permission or approval to do it, which a lot of us do. And so I said to them, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you're thinking about this? And they're like, you know, starting a business, leaving my relationship, all kinds of things. And then we just work on removing those blockages. It's so fun. For yourself personally, 
do you tap every day? Is it like a regular practice? Do you tap at a certain time of day or is it just something when you realize there's something that you, you're feeling stuck or there's something that's challenging you or is it like meditation where you practice every day? I don't do it every day. I just do it when I feel like I need to. And the funniest thing is that every time I do it, I think, God, this is so good. Why am I not doing this all the time? <laughs> so would it lose its potency? Like people who meditate and swear by it, they do it every single day or prayer or whatever it is for someone. Is there any reason why you wouldn't do it every day? Or There's no reason sure? not to. I personally... I'm someone who likes to have a lot of freedom in my day and my life. And the only thing that is a absolute must do is exercise, like working out every day. But uh -huh. beyond that, I like to just do what feels right to me. I have this, my central philosophy is that feeling good is my job. Whatever is happening in my life, I want to get myself into a place where I feel really good. And then I do that thing because you get shitty results when you go into something with a bad attitude. So I'm very big on let me get my mind right first and then let me do a thing. What I need to do first really varies depending on how I'm feeling that day. Like some days it's journaling and some days it's dancing to Beyonce in my kitchen and some days it's playing with my dog. So I really, I like to have a lot of freedom and flexibility in my day and I use the tools when I need to use the tool and when I feel like using the tool. And honestly, I think a lot of us guilt and shame ourselves for not being consistent about, mm. I did this every day, blah, blah, blah. And it becomes another way to turn self-help into self-hatred. Like yep. it's just another way to punish yourself. Yep. I so I'm agree. not willing to do that. I'll use it Love when that. I need to. Dude, that's awesome. I mean, like, this is your thing. And I think that's so important. It's, what, it's like what I say about using a, a daily planner. I mean, I have a company that creates daily planners, but I, I don't use one every day. It's why they're not dated. Because right. there are some days I'm, I forget and I don't want to beat myself up. And I also don't want to have anyone else feel like they've wasted money because they were a human. And we don't yes. do everything every single day. No, um, I well, think. These, these ideals we have, these standards are just a way to make ourselves feel bad about ourselves. Like, just let yourself off the fucking hook. You're not- I hate the 75 hard. I'm like, oh, it's horrible. That's a horrible idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You're not going to get punished by some external force if you miss a day of meditation. Like, and dude, you're not a better human if you do it every single day for 75 right. days. Like, your life is here to be enjoyed, for fuck's sake. Just And don't have a morning routine that's two hours long that you don't enjoy doing. What are you doing? Yeah. Last question I have for you. Is this yeah. something you could tap on? Let's say if you have a child who's struggling with anxiety or struggling to fall asleep or whatever it is, could you tap on someone else? Yeah, you totally can. And it's a beautiful technique. And that wow. boyfriend that I have referred to many times, we're no longer together. But one of the things that we used to do was sit cross-legged and face each other and tap the points for each other. And we would just say something we appreciated about the other person. And it is like a beautiful, beautiful practice. So partnered tapping is like sensational. I wonder if I could get Brett to do that. I mean, I can get him to do just about anything if I offer the right reward. <laughs> Incentive, yeah. But I wonder if we could do it and not giggle, you know? But it's okay if you giggle. Okay. Like, okay, okay. It doesn't have to be serious with like, you know, all the music in the background. Like you can laugh your way through it and it will still feel so good. In fact, it'll feel even better. So on Sunday, because now we're all going to be with you on Sunday, is everybody on video? Is it all Zoom based? 
It's all Zoom, yeah. So we have all these people. Not everybody has their camera on, but it's really nice to see other people. And what everyone's time? all over the world. 10 a.m. Pacific. Well, you are just a delight. You're so yummy. And I'm really thankful for you to have given us this gift and to tap with us and to invite us to join your community on Sunday. Thank you so much for being here. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And I hope you're looking forward to Wednesday. Wednesday's episode is going to be a brief episode, but it's going to be a powerful one because we are going to walk you through the transformative experience of tapping to overcome your self-doubt, to get you unstuck from that feeling that like you're not good enough or you can't do it. And just all the things that we tell ourselves when we are talking ourselves out of doing something that we really want to do. <laughs> How's that? So Wednesday is going to be a very powerful episode. I really hope that you will tune back in on Wednesday. And again, don't forget to give her a follow. And if you want to tap live with her, you can also learn more about her by going to galadarling.com. All right, guys, I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, just do me a favor and double check and make sure that you're subscribed or following if you're actually someone who listens on the Apple podcast. And if you've got just like 30 seconds, it would really mean the world to me if you were able to leave a five-star review and tell me specifically what it is you liked about this episode. My show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do also have a business podcast that comes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I host that with my son, Brock. It's called Build Your Tribe. You should check it out. There's always a link in the show notes. I'm sure you know this, but on Fridays, my episodes are very casual. It's very personal. It's usually stuff with myself and my husband. If you love that kind of stuff, I want to invite you to check out my Patreon. It's all of the Shaleen Show episodes ad-free. In addition to that, for just $5 a month, you get extra episodes. And this is this is the stuff that's like kind of too personal to put on the Shaleen Show. It, it's all personal stuff. There's like no like personal development. It's just real, raw, what's going on in our lives, stuff we can't talk about on the show. However, if you are easily offended, Patreon is not for you. That's not the place to be, all right? You can learn more about it by going to patreon.com forward slash The Shalene Show. Any of the links that I referenced in this episode will show up in the show notes, which are just below the episode. To learn more about the services that I offer and to take advantage of some of the free resources, I invite you to check out my website, which can be found at shaleen.com. 